Hi, babes. Welcome to The Pleasure Portal, a podcast for women desiring to embody their fierce, wild, feminine magic, reclaim their deepest soul desires, and unleash the passion, pleasure, and fulfillment they know in their bones is their birthright. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant, a love, intimacy, and relationship educator and pleasure alchemist. I'm curious, has your pleasure ever been on the back burner? Have you ever felt like your pleasure doesn't matter? Have you experienced your feminine power being minimized, ignored, or suppressed? If so, this is the place for you. Because in this podcast, we're writing a whole new story together. We're a community of fierce femmes who are done with the binds of repression. We're the women who desire a pleasurable sex life, sacred connection with ourselves, and intimate partnership with another without having to give up or hide parts of who we are. We're the modern witches who until now have had to hide or suppress our sacred gifts. Together, we're unhooking from the binds that mute our greatest expression. We're dialing up that turn on full tilt. We're creating right relationship with our emotions, our power, our enchantment alchemy, and our womb wisdom. Each episode, I'll bring to you a mix of pleasure alchemy, embodiment education, love, sex, and relationship insights, and ultimately an invitation home to your fierce feminine magic. We are reclaiming it all. Down and in we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode one. Here we are starting a whole new adventure together. And so I thought the very first episode, it would be a good idea to talk about why pleasure is the portal. Since that's the name of the podcast, that's what we're going to be jamming on. And, you know, pleasure in the sense of, you know, embodied pleasure as a whole. We're not just talking about sexual intimacy. We are talking about relational intimacy. We are talking about body love. We are talking about just existing on this planet as a human being and how pleasure weaves in and out of not only different phases of life, but different experiences of being alive. And we're just going to go down and in and we're going to explore it all. So I'm thrilled to have you here today and we're going to, we're going to dive in. So my, my initial thoughts on why pleasure is the portal is why the fuck not? Why not? We have learned for so long through pain and challenge and grinding and, you know, life has to be hard for it to be meaningful. And I'm just so over it. I'm so over all of that. Not to say that there isn't a time and a place where, you know, we, we have to push or things are challenging and, you know, pleasure isn't totally accessible in our system. But I think for at least the majority of my life, that overarching conditioning of, you know, it's only worth it if you have to suffer to get it. And I just don't subscribe. I have unsubscribed from that entire way of thinking and that way of being because it really wasn't serving. And especially as a feminine essence being, as a woman, as a vulva owner, 
You know, we can come up against all of these different patriarchal conditionings and belief systems that really fuck shit up and really have us dissociate out of our own body and out of our own experience and deny the gifts of the feminine, deny the gifts of magic and embodiment and flow and movement. But the thing about pleasure is that it brings us back in tandem with these innate gifts of the feminine, regardless of who you are, how you identify what is right and true for you in your body. The gifts of the feminine still stand and those gifts of intuition, those gifts of magic, those gifts of creation and creativity and rest and rejuvenation, like these are all primary feminine essenced gifts. And in a culture that is largely driven by a patriarchal paradigm, we can lose sight of these elements of what it means to embody our feminine. So the yin to the yang. And if we're all yang and no yin, we're going to burn out, which as a woman, I have experienced that multiple times in my lifetime. And every time I can track it to being unbalanced between my yin and my yang or my masculine and my feminine. So I'm very much a driven person. I love creating. I, I, I really do take charge of my life in so many ways. And if I do not keep a pulse on my feminine, I can get really out of balance really fast. And the more I dive into my masculine without balancing it out with my feminine, the less pleasurable my life actually becomes. So in those moments, I get really tripped up in terms of producing and creating and just one more task, one more thing to do. And rest seems frivolous when I'm really wrapped up in that whole paradigm. And so 2020 for me has been a huge you know, exploration and looking at what is really serving and what is really not serving in all areas of my life. And what I came to realize was that my feminine was really, really, really out of whack, out of balance. And I mean, that makes sense. 2020 has been a really challenging year for everybody. And, you know, it's, it's, it makes sense that we might slip into some old ways of being or old ways of coping that are familiar, but don't necessarily really set us up to be in harmonious connection with ourselves. And so 2020 for me has been, you know, a shit show like it has been for everybody, but it also has been this beautiful reclamation of parts of me that have been disowned, of parts of me that have just been pushed to the sidelines. And pleasure was definitely one of those elements that when I get super stressed, when I am in a trauma response, uh, pleasure is the last thing on my radar. When in fact, like as I've explored this year, by making pleasure the front and center focal point, that actually really helps to navigate the trauma. It helps to navigate the discomfort. It helps to navigate, you know, all the challenges that have been placed along my path this year. And one of those big challenges, one of those big 
portals, those big you know moments of time that changes everything, was my relationship ending. So that ended about halfway through 2020. And when a relationship ends, regardless of the circumstance, it is a very unsettling and destabilizing experience. And, you know, part of healing through a relationship ending is going through and uncovering the parts that we played, the elements that we contributed to the situation, but also what parts of me weren't online, what parts of me weren't fully self-expressed. And for about the last year of our relationship, I had really been in like this very strong, masculine, driving, initiating, leading energy, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but it really did impact the dynamic and it impacted my capacity to really surrender in that relationship and really flow and be playful and like really bring my feminine gifts online. And so when the relationship ended, I knew that there was a huge part of self-reclamation that was going to happen that was related to my feminine. And one of the easiest ways to reconnect to my feminine essence, to my magic, is to make pleasure a priority again. And when you're going through heartbreak, it seems almost counterintuitive to prioritize pleasure because we're feeling so much pain, generally speaking. And that's where you know, the, the transformation can really start to anchor in when we do something different than how maybe we had done things in the past. And in the past, my, my go-to would have been to numb it or to just jump into another relationship, distract myself by talking to people who I found attractive, but I wasn't like really invested into committing with them. I was basically would have been just using them to buffer my emotional pain. And this time I'm like, hmm, I've already kind of gone through this transition once uh, four years ago where I didn't, you know, drop into those old ways of being. And I knew that this was just another layer to anchoring in this new way of being. And, you know, this is not to judge or shame anyone who has chosen to go through a breakup in a very different capacity. Like I I don't shame those younger versions of myself who also did those things, but I came to realize that it just wasn't an effective strategy for me and the life that I want to be leading, but also the relationships that I really desire and that I want to create. And for me, having to go through this rite of passage, this initiation, which is a breakup. A breakup is an initiation into deeper self-knowing, into deeper self-acceptance, into deeper pleasure, into deeper knowingness and the cultivation of our magic. And if we distract ourselves from that alchemy, um, we're just going to get another opportunity down the road to dive in. So, you know, you're not doing it wrong if you're doing it different. And that's a really important policy to keep in mind as we go through this podcast journey. Just because you're doing it different or if you're doing it different, it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It's a really important mantra. 
And that way we can really hear other people's experiences without making it mean something negative or disempowering about ourselves. And we can also take the pieces that we're ready to digest and leave everything else. Because that's a really important part of transformation and growth and learning is that discernment of, hey, just because someone's doing it different from me or they have a different experience than me, it doesn't make my experience wrong. And it doesn't make my experience invalid because there are billions of people on this planet and no two people are the same. No two people ever have the same experience of being alive. So when we hear other people's stories and we hear them, you know, taking on different ways of being, it's easy to judge ourselves or judge another. And through the community that we will inevitably create here, this is an invitation into listening cleanly, listening for the purpose of take what works for you and leave what doesn't. And if something, you know, kind of pings in your system, well, that's really good information to play with and explore and understand what that ping means. Because sometimes the ping will be of shame and it's a healthy shame ping where we're like, ooh, yeah, I know that uh, there are things that I could be doing that I'm not doing and maybe this is just the invitation and to start you know, choosing some of those really nourishing behaviors. Other times it might ping because it's hitting on something that is really tender for you that maybe you aren't ready to explore fully yet and that is so okay. And so we tend to that really tender part with our compassion, with our love, with our understanding, with our self-acceptance. So just a little sidebar there for any time I go on tangents or share my personal experience, I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying that this is the be-all, end-all. I'm saying this is what my experience, my journey has brought into my awareness. And if that is helpful for you, great. If you're like, yeah, that, that doesn't fit for me. That's okay too. And you just take the bits that work and leave everything else. So sidebar on that. But really when I started to dive in to my healing journey this summer, I really did see that my relationship to pleasure had been sidelined because I was so tense. I was so rigid. I was so in my masculine and you know, I love that part of me. I love the masculine part of me that gets shit done and is an initiator, is a leader. Like I love that part of me. And I also just got out of the habit of performing what I like to call transition rituals and coming back into my feminine. So if I have a day of like really intense workflow and like there's a lot of outward energy, which is the yang, the masculine then the transition ritual is the invitation into my softness. It's the invitation into rest. It's the invitation into rejuvenation, into restoration, into just going inward. And like, what is going on in my system today? Like what is going on in my body? What's going on in my emotions? What's going on in my mind? And just exploring all of that. Like that is such an important ritual for me when I am in my masculine and I am creating and I am driving a business 
and then coming back into my feminine, especially relationally, is such an important thing for me to keep my pulse on on a regular basis, which I had completely, you know, lost touch of in in those last you know few months in the last year of the relationship. And so you know, we'll probably cover this in more detail in future episodes as to what got churned up and what those reasons were. And you know, there will be a time and a place for parts of the story to come through when they're ready to come through. But for the purpose of this podcast, the, the first realization was like, oh, pleasure has really been on the back burner here and I haven't been prioritizing it. And since I am going through this really big transition, this really big um, experience of alchemy and transformation, and it's rooted in a lot of pain, like relationships ending, because we are severing an emotional attachment, it is going to be painful. And there is no real way around that aside from numbing it, which, hello, definitely done many times in my lifetime but living a fully turned on life you know doesn't allow me the space to ignore these parts of my experience anymore it requires me to feel them fully which means having a strong relationship to my emotional interior having a really intimate relationship with my emotions and allowing them to come up and come through And a big part of embracing pleasure is learning to find pleasure in the allowing of the emotional material. And we will definitely do episodes on the core emotions and really relating to those emotions in a healthy capacity because in order for us to really live a turned on, sacred, sensual, playful, purpose-filled and pleasure-filled life, We have to be in communion, sacred communion, sacred union with our emotions. Emotions are really what set us apart as human beings. And yet for a lot of people in our culture and on this planet, we get the conditioning that your emotions are weak, that they are to be avoided at all costs. And so we, we naturally learn to suppress them, we learn to numb them, we learn to avoid them, reject them, and all that does is it takes us out of harmonious relationship with ourselves. And then if we go into a relationship with another person and try and create from a place of only logic, only reason, and we ignore our emotional centers, if we ignore our emotional energies, those emotional energies are going to rule that relationship. They are going to really come up and out when we're triggered, when we're upset, when we are, you know, not seeing eye to eye or heart to heart with our partner. And it can do a lot of damage. And so by learning how to create a right relationship with our emotions and our core emotions, it really does support not only our relational world and learning how to be 
more responsible and accountable for our needs and the expression of our emotions. Um, but it also allows us to create deeper intimacy with ourselves and know ourselves better. Because if I can't name an emotion that's coming through me, there's no way that I can really find pleasure in riding the wave of that emotion or allowing it to express in a way that feels good in my system. There's no way I can do that. So we often do have to start with a, a little bit of education and you know, reclamation and maybe a little bit of reprogramming about what it means to be an emotional being. And especially as women, like reclaiming our expression through our emotions, like this is how we create beauty in our own experience. This is how we contribute, you know, more life force energy and the sparkle and the gloriousness that is, you know, being a feminine essence being in the world. And if we are disconnected from our emotional core, most likely we're also disconnected from the magic of our womb space. Now, you know, your womb space is just a particular area of the body. It has nothing to do with whether or not there's a physical womb there or not. So this is very, very important, you know, in terms of creating an open and inclusive environment for, you know, women, for vulva owners, for people who really do want to cultivate a beautiful relationship to their internal feminine. And when we have a more open relationship to our emotional interior, then we are more likely to feel safer to go down and into the portal of the womb. And pleasure can be this bridge to start opening these gateways and to start opening these really big conversations about who am I and what am I here to contribute to the world and what are my gifts and how Ooh, had a little yawn there. <laughs> um, I guess that, that seems to be happening more and more to me when I get into more of a spiritual flow. Like I notice that I, I yawn quite a bit as the energy moves through, not because I'm tired and I don't want to be talking to y'all <laughs> because I'm so jazzed, but it's one of those things that it, as we explore pleasure, it helps us bridge into right relationship with our emotions. It helps us bridge into right relationship with our body. It helps us bridge into this right relationship with our womb magic and unleash the brilliance of those gifts into the world in a way that your system can sustain, in a way that your system can really hold with sacred reverence. And when we get caught in these paradigms of like we have to slog it and like there can be no pleasure or you can only have pleasure as a reward after you've done some hard shit which sure like that's that's great you can do that too but we also want to make sure that pleasure is just the the staple the baseline for the day so when we wake up in the morning Like what is a pleasurable thought you could be thinking that welcomes and ushers you into the new day? 
How could you move your body, even still in your bed, in a way that felt pleasurable? What could you do to nourish your body that would allow it to feel more expressive and have more energy and availability for the day? In what ways do you want to move your body that feel good to you? Now, that was a big one this summer. Um, A few years ago, when I went through a really big breakup in 2016, my policy was friends, fulfillment, fitness, and fun. And if it didn't fall into either of those four categories, I wasn't doing it. And so that was kind of really conditioned into me uh, through consistency, repetition of my own choosing. And so when this most recent relationship ended, I knew that I had to do something similar in terms of my reclamation. And so I decided that, you know, in terms of movement and fitness, that I was only going to do movement and fitness that felt pleasurable in my body, which meant that every day I had to tune in to my body, to my system and ask what type of movement would be pleasurable for you today? And so some days I would go on these long, long walks. Other days I would, you know, go to the gym, go to a spin class. Other times I would do some yoga or dance in my my apartment. There were just so many things that I could do to move my body in pleasurable ways that I had just never asked myself that permission before. I had never really stopped and considered, is this movement pleasurable? Because up until this point in my life, like fitness and, you know, movement was more, more of a chore of like, oh, I've, I have to do this. Like, I know it's, it's good for me. And, uh, I guess I'll do the, the thing that's hard, like no pain, no gain sort of mentality. And this year I was just like, fuck this shit. Like, fuck it. No, I don't want to do painful movement. I don't want to go to a class and get yelled at. I, I don't like that. That's not pleasurable to me. I'm not doing it. And so I found teachers, I found instructors, I found studios that really embodied more of this sacred, safe space, and it felt really pleasurable to step into those classes or pleasurable to step into those spaces. And, you know, that really, really has helped my embodiment process. And by choosing movement that feels good in the body, I'm not startling my system. I'm not re-traumatizing myself. I am creating right relationship. Like I, I say, okay, body, you know, I know you want to move. I know that that's important to your well-being. How do you want to do it? What feels good to you today? And what would be the most honoring way I could move you today? And when we start to explore movement from this baseline of pleasure, it no longer becomes a chore. Now, that is not to say that there aren't days where I'm like, oh, I don't want to move because there are days like that. I can (laughs) be very lazy sometimes and not want to move or at certain points in my cycle, like I'm just moving less and that is okay. And I have created 
so much space to be able to accept those parts of myself, which then, of course, open the portal for more pleasure. And when we have this nice baseline of pleasure in our day, and it's coming from all of these different angles, what it does is it creates this opening, this gateway into deeper self-knowledge, into deeper self-acceptance. And if we are talking about you know pleasure in a sexual capacity or in a relational capacity, and we really want to experience pleasure and success and union and connection in those areas, it is very helpful to know ourselves. You don't have to know everything that there is to know about yourself, of course, but having a good amount of self-awareness and self-knowledge and being able to deliver that in a way that invites the other person into your vortex, into your world, it feels like an invitation, is a skill set. That is something that we cultivate over time. And when we have pleasure as the base, we're just not as cruel to ourselves. We're not as harsh to ourselves. We're not as harsh and cruel to other people as well, which this world could use a lot more of that this year as, you know, all of this material that's been camped out in the shadow is now being being brought out into the light. And so as this transition period happens where everything that isn't working is being brought front and center for us to face and deal with and clear and restructure. Um, having this you know, connection point to self where I can dialogue with someone, I can dialogue in difference, which means you know, someone can hold a different opinion than me and I you know, don't have to shut down and I don't have to go into character assassination. Like there's just more space to have really productive dialogues with people and understand each other's worlds so that we can create a solution. And this happens all the time in romantic relationships. When we get triggered, we like automatically, the switch goes off in our brain where we start to see our partner as the enemy. And then if we add in the layer of sexuality and sexual expression in a relationship, you know, whatever that relationship is. And we experience something that, ooh, yeah, that, that wasn't quite it. Or mm, like, I want more of this, or I want less of this. And communicating those truths become much easier when we have a strong connection to ourselves. And that strong connection can definitely be cultivated through more pleasure. And we can learn ourselves through pain, through struggle, through hardship, and those are valuable pockets of life. But we inevitably come to a point where we're like, is that really the only way? And the answer is no. <laughs> like, you can actually learn uh, a lot of great lessons in life through pleasure and the cultivation of safety in your system, safety in your relationships, safety in your body. And we can really start to anchor more of that safety in the more pleasure we allow in. And so pleasure is such a great tool to get us back into that feeling space of presencing ourselves like what is going on in my environment right now whether that environment is a physical space I'm in or the environment is my body what is 
true for me? What is alive in me right now? And how can I bring this forward in a way that really serves who I am, what I stand for, and what I'd ultimately like to create in the world? And so we are going to be really building from this foundation of what pleasure means. We're going to be talking to other experts and other people in this industry to get their experiences of pleasure and really what that has made available in their life as they explore in a more pleasurable capacity. We're going to be taking a look at relationships and sex and intimacy and how these are all tied together in terms of creating more of a connection to self. And the connection to self we want to access through the portal of pleasure. And I am just so thrilled and so excited to be on this journey with you. And thank you for taking the time to be with me. And these solo episodes, they might be a little bit shorter. They might be a little bit longer sometimes. Really just depends how I feel and what I feel like doing. But I'm excited to be here in this space with you. And we'll be sharing episodes every Friday. And really, really pumped to be on this new endeavor with all of you and back in the podcasting space. I've missed all of you. I've missed creating in this way, but I really had to honor, you know, what I had capacity for. And that was part of the the pleasure experience as well, like understanding my capacity and knowing that, you know, it wasn't the time yet to create a new show. It wasn't time to create a new offering. And I had to allow space and time and movement for everything that needed to swirl and will continue to swirl in me so that I felt that I was honoring my body temple. I was honoring my, my soul and my creative force. And then it inevitably came to a time where I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to step back in. And here we are stepping back in together. So thank you so much for joining me in episode one, and I will be back next Friday. We're going to be doing a few solo episodes, just me and you, and then we're going to get into some expert interviews and some community questions, and uh, I'm going to be bringing on some of my graduates from my program to talk about their amazing you know, offerings and how pleasure has really transformed their experiences. So we've got a lot of goodness coming down the pipeline and I'm so thrilled to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And today find a way to just welcome in a little bit more pleasure, whether that's you presence yourself when you're drinking your latte or you have a glass of water and you drink it slowly and you really feel the the liquid move down your throat and into your body, whether that's you give yourself a little hug, maybe you notice some beauty around you, but find something that really activates that pleasure response in your system today. And, you know, let's make a, a habit of pleasure hunting and looking for the things that delight us and bring us pleasure in all of its forms, all of its sacred forms. And you know, that'll keep you pretty occupied until next week when we have our next episode dropping. So until then, lots of love. We'll talk soon.